Jody, guess what? What is up, my dogs? I'm sitting here with my uh, jambon de fromage. Uh, he's still in France because he's sitting in some stupid lobby in a uh, hotel. Uh, so if the sound quality, audio quality isn't superb, um, it's Jody's technical errors. <laughs> like this sound quality will be pristine. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Where about you at right now? Uh, Troyes. So, uh, like east of Paris, uh, probably about 80 or 90 miles. Like it's actually quite a nice place. I'd never have thought of going here before, but some nice cafes, restaurants, um, just yeah. making the way back to England. So, uh, yeah, I think tomorrow I'll be back home tomorrow evening time. Right. We're still in France. Can't wait to get back home. I reckon. Uh, well, like, yeah, not too in too much of a hurry to get back on. To be honest, I've just been really disappointed. Uh, but we'll go into that later on. I'm, I'm, I'm sure like definitely got some big lows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can uh, I can definitely uh, imagine. We can start off with the highs and lows, with your low being not the main, not the world championship. If you've got any, uh, well, the main my main low is that. To be honest, I did I got and I, and I got another low. I got ill as well afterwards on Tuesday. Like just come down with something, felt absolutely awful. Um, I had a banging headache, runny nose, probably completely run down. God knows what, but like yeah, just felt horrific. Um, and then had to pack all my stuff up and drive to the next, drive for like four or five hours as well. Like it was grim, mate. Absolutely grim. Um, but my main low is just the race, to be honest. Like just so disappointed with how with how it went. Like just absolutely gutted, really. Yeah. Have you? Have you um... So what what have you done after the race? Or shall we get that in, into that in a bit? Have you got a high for us? A little high? Uh, a high. I honestly, I don't even think I've got a high, mate. To be honest, like just lows, mate. Lows, lows, and lows. What about the beer mile? I saw there were a shitload uh, of yeah, people the at the beer mile. Beer mile was really good. Yeah, that was that was really good to do. Like I would say, yeah, that's a high. I mean, I could say I'm on a high as well. Like I've uh, on on a little uh, bit of a holiday on the way back, and that that's been quite quite nice to kind of try and take your mind off it but the beer mile was really good as well like that was a good high seeing everyone there best turnout we've had uh and that was a good that was a good laugh yeah that was that so, was pretty decent how many people you reckon were there then over 100 definitely like and it's somewhere between 100 and 150 people i mean we even had a finish shoot of people because there were so many people like it made like a finish funnel what uh what position did you came in i think I might have been third or fourth, I think, something like that. And who won I it? Will Clark won it. I thought I was second, but I know 100% I wasn't second because on someone's story, I could see some someone else had already finished when I came in. So I think I might have been third or fourth, not 100% sure. We've been we've talked about this in the past. In my opinion, Will Clark is technically disqualified. Because he's been absolutely tapered for this. He's been prepping for this for months and months. No Ironman World Champs in his legs. Just showing up fresh, trying to kick some ass, you know. it's. Uh... What's worse? I've got two options for you. Turning up to the beer mile, having not done the Ironman, or turning up to the beer mile with no beer and wanting to do the beer mile. Oh, wow. Oh, that's <laughs> a real tough one. What, someone, what, what, wait, wait. Someone turned up with, uh, with what, like lemonade? No Mulkey turned up with nothing. What do you mean? Do it, literally, just no alcohol, no drinks, or nothing, and said like, "Has anyone got any drinks through the beer mile?" What would you? Um, <laughs> <which is it? laughs> 
you're doing Ironman Florida, you're at the start line, the gun goes off, and you don't have a bike in transition. Yeah, don't have any bike or run shoes. Has anyone got any bike or run shoes I can borrow? It's the same damn thing. You can't show up to a beer mile with no beer. Like uh, that's, your, that's that's a pretty uh, uh, crucial thing to have for uh, for the beer mile, isn't it? That's like yeah, you say, it's, it's like crucial. turn up to the swim without any race kit or like uh, goggles to do the swim. <laughs> yeah, so technically, but to be fair, I saw that uh, Will Clark's his uh, his uh, that was pretty impressive. That was pretty damn impressive. Five five oh eight, mate. He started off like an absolute bomb, you know. Uh, yeah, it was a bit short. I think. I think we had it as like I saw on on his. I think it was like sixty meters short, seventy meters short, something like that. So basically, what's that like an extra like ten seconds? So five eighteen, yeah, with four drinks as well. I saw him running three minute K pace. I got to be honest, that is that is pretty pretty impressive because my mile PB is at two fifty four per K. Really. Yeah, so that's like four forty-five mile in. Yeah, three-minute K pace is four forty-eight. I had on my last. I started mine when I was like wrecking the course, so it's yeah. a bit like it has the pace is really slow. But I could. My first K was three fifty-seven, but that was including drinking three drinks, nearly or like you know basically two runs, two drinks, and just before I got to the end, about to do my third but, drink. To be fair, the bright side made with Will Clark being disqualified because he didn't race means you're moving up a spot. It's top three at a world championship beer mile. Yeah, but I was second last year, mate. Yeah, but <laughs> but then this one was more competitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, mate. I've, I've consistently been quite good. But the thing is with, with my beers, I could have nailed it and easily gone a lot faster if I'd had an easier choice. But I had a couple of cherry beers, which go down so easy. But I was like, this is cheating to have these ones that are too easy. So my other two, mate, were eight and a half percenters. Why do you so, always do this kind of stupid shit? Didn't you have the other time something like a, a puke beer? What was it again in, in the US? No, that was what the, uh, uh, the I can't remember. What it, was. what was it? No, something. But the guy recommended that in the thing. But the, the thing is, I, li- I like to... Uh, I like to mix it up and live live it a bit on the edge, mate. But I had, uh, but them them eight and a half percenters, they they went down okay, like a lot nicer than the ones that I had in America. The ones that I had in Lake Placid were just absolutely vile, like the taste. <laughs> These ones actually tasted good. They were just, I mean, you imagine like to weigh out the fact that I had the easy cherry beers, I had these hard ones. So tactically, I was like, I'll do a cherry one first, then I'll have a hard one, then I'll have a cherry one on number three, and then my last one is the hard is the hard one. Another the fourth beer being an eight and a half percenter again. But I should have done the two hard ones at the start, and then I'd have got on the nice cherry ones, and I'd have been sorted. I would what, have uh, what if someone turns up with uh, these rattlers? Is turns like, up with what? Is it like a German lemonade kind of beer, two percent? Oh, that's 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 not. Uh, you can't use that, can you? That's totally taking the piss, isn't it? <laughs> do you know that? Do you know that Cronenberg beer? Yeah. What do you think of that? It's all right. It's like basic beer, isn't it? That's what Will used to win. That was what he was drinking. Cronenberg beer. He had it, mate. He had it. He did a proper, had his course proper set out. Apparently, he opened the beers the night before. I don't know if that's true, to let the fizz out. He had his son, Freddie, handing him the drinks as he came bombing in. So he had them to his hand. You know, he literally, it was like a masterclass, you know. Oh, wait. Like, he already had the beers opened up. Apparently, yeah, the night before. You can't you know? do that because maybe he opened them up, emptied the whole cans, 
put something like electrolyte taps with water in there and like a, a Morton gel or something. Uh, so he's got a hundred grams of carbs and an electrolyte tap along the run. Maybe. Because you don't know what's in there. I don't could know be, whether or not he could have been beet juice. Could have been beet juice. Yeah, it could have. Like he could have had like some actual healthy stuff in there, which was definitely no, no, but like, who knows? Like that's that's what I heard. Apparently, he opened it the night before. I don't know whether or not that's one hundred percent true. I can tell you one thing, it. Joe. There are so many reasons to disqualify this guy, even <laughs> though, even though he did it in five oh eight, which is pretty impressive. Um, Lance Armstrong did some quite impressive things, but uh, he didn't get to to keep his titles, did he? We need to see Will at another race, don't we? We need to see him at another Ironman, don't we? And then uh, see the what he's got reason, on Ironman legs. The the only way for Will to really uh, claim the title is to get back in the game and do an Iron Man. <laughs> Would you fancy? Do you think you've got a chance of taking him down with uh, with an if he has an Iron Man in his legs? You have an Iron Man in your legs. No. Or do you really. think? No. He's no. really consistent with his uh, splits because they were timing him like seventy eight, seventy nines. You know, for each four hundred. Yeah. all the time including obviously like drinking but the beer I would say well. my my uh, beer drinking skills have gone down as well because when i studied in uh, in germany at a uh, in a german fraternity back in the days it was something in, it was 2014 almost almost 10 years ago and um there's this german tradition where you um ring the doorbell of other frat houses so for example if we we live in house a we go over to house b and we ring their doorbell they have to come outside and drink with us. They have to. And drink is not a couple of sips. It's like proper down in beer. And it depends on which door, like which house you ring, uh, how big the beer is. It could be 0.5 or it could be a glass of two liters. And then there's another uh, level to the game. Because if we are with five and they open the door up with like three roommates, it means they have to drink as much as we with five but also the what other way around. So if we ring the doorbell and we're with the two of us and they open up and they're with 10 guys at home. We need to drink for 10 people. So I was properly trained back then. Uh, yeah, but your running was terrible, wasn't it, back then? You didn't so. have to run. It was, <laughs> no, but sometimes you need to focus solely on, on one thing at the sport, you know? Some people just go from swimming into triathlon. I could have you gone were... from beer drinking into beer mile. You were the uber the uber drinker weren't you like that would be how you'd win it well, on you'd win it on the drinking uh, practice uh practice makes how did you say practice makes practice make perfect practice, practice makes, makes perfect. perfect and it makes the beer marking whatever um <laughs> you get it will we be seeing you at a beer mile later on this year you will be seeing me at a beer mile late, later this year and we will get into that later on at the end of this episode um but first joe i want to share my low with you my low is missing the Ironman World Championships. I was out there in Nice, um, but I had to leave Friday at lunchtime because the apples were waiting in the Netherlands and uh, I've, I've got responsibilities, mate. I've got responsibilities. So, yeah, that was actually a bummer because I would have loved to see that race. And, um, yeah. Yeah, that is a shame that you, that you weren't there. Like, what? how busy was the apples then? Let the people know, like, what... Were you, was it a hard day's work or no, was it some people, some people think that it's me with a with a fruit juicer in my mom's kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> it's making like a bit, a little bit of apple juice. Now, it's a company that I've got with me and my brothers, the, the three of us. We've been having it for seven years now. I think this is even our eighth, eighth year. Eighth. eighth. Um, 
basically either farmers or people with apple trees or um, a company it could be literally anything. They come up to us. We've got a big machinery and we turn the apples into juice. We pasteurize it and we package it and then they have got their own apple juice and they can do with it whatever they want. But yeah, it's the it depends. It's just the fruit season. It's always the beginning of September till the end of October. It's every year, and I just uh, I, I can't miss out. You know, it's just uh, is, the three of us. Is it a good is it a good apple season this year? Then are they uh, are uh, they well, uh, No, it, it's uh, it has been a disappointing weekend last weekend. It was still busy, but not as busy as normally. But you never know. But I think this year has been uh, uh, not as good as last year because last year there was a lot more rain. And the days that it was hot was a lot warmer. So it was uh, last year was a really good apple year. But um, yeah, it's what apple. so you want like shitloads of rain and some scorching summer days every yeah. so often, and then like and... more rain, uh, but then in like intervals. Because if it's too dry, then the fruit doesn't grow and it will fall off the tree too uh, too <laughs> soon. And also depends because if you've got certain apples. If they fall off the tree too soon, then they get like really sour. You get sour juice. So uh, I felt like I was a rotten apple on Sunday, mate, at that race. Yeah, I felt like you? I fell off the tree and was just yeah. fucking so, left to rot, mate. I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I had a little look on the tracker and I felt... Um, I, do you know what the annoying thing is for people that are following a tracker at home? And I've had a lot of messages from people on the Triathlon Mockery Instagram people don't know what's going on it's you in a race it's also people that are watching on course but maybe on course you can give them some sort of up, update but people don't know what's uh, uh going on and it's pretty uh, it's a pretty frustrating feeling because you don't know what's up you just wish that anyone that that is putting the work has got the best day on their on the on the given day you know that's what you hope for everyone yeah yeah no and i i just felt uh like the swim my swim was rubbish they take us back to the the start of the day. So race morning, the alarm went off. Yeah. And I had a good, I had a good night's sleep. Like I felt pretty good when I woke up, like I felt decent. Like I probably had about seven and a half hours sleep the night before, which is pretty decent for an Ironman, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I had my breakfast and stuff felt all right. Like walked down there, like felt pr pretty decent. And then, uh, even when I warmed up in the swim, I felt, I felt good. And then, uh, just had a shit swim, really, like which was very frustrating because I've actually been well, swimming. Before, really um, before, uh, so you went to transition, pumped up the tires. You had a good big breakfast in the belly. Uh, were you nervous before the start? Uh, yeah, yeah, a bit. Yeah, I was nervous, but you, you're always nervous before races, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was just asking. So yeah, I was like <laughs> nervous before it, and then obviously did a bit of a warm up when we got the chance to do it. Uh, obviously was told like it was a non-wetsuit swim, but we knew that and it was going to be anyway. Um, well, did a bit it, wasn't re it wasn't choppy during the warm-up, right? It was already... No, completely warm calm, warm completely yeah. calm, like ideal conditions. Um, but just had a, uh, like a crap swim. Like I don't... So the gun, really... gun went off, everyone ran in. Were you in the beginning in a group or, or did you already... Uh, yeah, I was like the last person. Gun? I was like the last person that didn't make the pack in front. But to be honest, I should have easily been in that pack because I've been swimming really well in training. Like I've been swimming the best times over the last four weeks. Well, certainly over the last, since I got back from altitude, the times I've been hitting long course are the best times I've ever hit in my life for swimming. Mm -hmm. So I should have, I should have swam really well. Like I've done some much better swims this year and last year 
off way worse swim fitness. So it was really disappointing. And it was the biggest deficit I've had in a world champs, despite being in my best swim shape. So, and, and what do you reckon was, uh, I just think one of the reasons was I just didn't go hard enough at the start. I didn't push myself hard enough. I was probably like 70 or 80%. And normally you kind of really commit, don't you? And I just think I just didn't commit at the start uh, and then got in a group and obviously it didn't feel that hard in the group. It felt quite comfortable and I, sh I should have like gone back in time. I would have gone out a lot, lot harder and I, I just didn't commit hard enough really. Um, like I did try that Morton bicarb stuff as well. So who knows, maybe that just didn't work with me. Like I tried it once in training beforehand, didn't have any negative impacts, but didn't really gain anything but thought I'll give it a go for the swim. But I don't even know if that made a difference or not or whatever, like, you know, but I just didn't commit really enough in the swim. And then, but it wouldn't have really mattered, like getting out on the bike. I could have still got a good result had I had the legs because two of the people. First, in my you're getting out of the water. Um, I think what, what it was 56 minutes. Uh, no, like 53. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 53. Um, did you, uh, did you think anything at the time? Did you had an idea of how, how, how much you were down? And uh, I didn't think I was down that much, like as down as much as what I was, but I got a split. Like I was like five minutes down and I knew that was bad because to me it was more about what the deficit was to the leaders. And I knew I was in how well I was swimming yeah. uh, and how well I'd felt in the lead up that I should have been. I was expecting to be about two minutes down, to be honest, two to three, looking at how I'd compared in races at this year to the faster swimmers and knowing how much better I was swimming now. So I was thinking that somewhere between two, three minutes would be about what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, uh, so, and I'd been feeling really good in the lead up. So, you know, I was thinking like, it wasn't like I hadn't been feeling good in the lead up. So yeah, got out onto the bike. But then when I was out on the bike, I just didn't feel like I was getting the speed, like the power was pretty good. It felt pretty good. And uh, it was strange because when I went out the day before on the, on the bike, I went out with a friend who I ride with back home. Um, and I did a few, we did a few little pickups and stuff like that. And normally when I'm riding like pretty decent power, he wouldn't be able to stay with me, you know, on, um, on my wheel, mm -hmm. like, or he'd, and he'd be putting out like more power, a lot more power than me I was riding with him. And, uh, he wasn't, he was putting out less power than what I was. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like, so I stopped recalibrated my power meter. Cause I'm like, maybe my power meter is overreading. <coughs> so I recalibrated it and, um, carried on, but it just didn't feel like smooth. Like that's all I could say. Mm -hmm. So I got back, Tom, my dad, cause he was like, helping me sort like sorting out the bike and everything. Um, we had a look at it, thought maybe the brakes were causing problems. We looked at the brakes, we got them as best we could. It didn't seem like it was doing anything. Um, and then just tried the bike up and down the road. Um, but one last time before I went in, because he was kind of like, everything seems fine. You know, we looked at it, like couldn't really fit, see anything that would be wrong. And so I put that in. And then obviously when I got onto the bike in the race, it just felt like sluggish, if you know what I mean? Like I just yeah, felt yeah. like from the power that I was putting out, I should be going a lot faster. Like looking at how I'd done in races earlier this year and everything. And in this one, I was just putting out like half decent power but I just wasn't getting the speed. And then when we got onto the final, onto the big climb, I'd done a recce like a couple of weeks before, less than two weeks before, at similar power to what I went up in the race. I, I knew from how the recce went in the, before the race, that if I went out at say 350 free watts, that was what I did in the recce up the climb, 
I wasn't going to be the fastest up the climb by no means, but I would have been losing not too much time that it would have still been okay. Mm-hmm. I went up the climb at like similar power, but like, and this is, and when I did this in training, I was in like training setup, had three bottles on the bike. You know, it was probably a heavier bike with all the bottles I had and everything. And it was with like slower tires, not a wax chain, no aero helmet, no skin suit, you know, like a lot of slower equipment and everything. And I was two and a half minutes quicker than what I was on, on race day. Um, and it just, it just didn't add up. And And then once I got up the top of the climb, normally that part would play into my hands, but it just did like, just didn't really, even when I was right, the people I was riding with just like, couldn't just didn't stay with them. And, uh, just felt shit really like then from then on like you know i've got was to the there, was there um uh, if if the power is good and if you're uh, like feeling all right but not getting the speed then um one plus one is two it means like your uh your bike shouldn't be 100 percent. no and it's hard because we've looked at it and we can't really identify what it was because i haven't re- but i haven't really rode it properly because to be honest I, when i picked the bike up the last thing i wanted to do was ride it i was just so disappointed um so I haven't actually rode it pr- properly since uh, I've had it. You know, I'm gonna, my dad took the race wheels back and everything. So it's on my car at the moment. But even then, like at the top of the climb, by the time I'd got to the, the power was pretty decent for the first two hours. But like, I think for me, it was like 340 watts, like normalized and 329 average, which is like pretty solid, you know, mm-hmm. um, for the first two hours. But I'd lost 15 minutes, mate. <laughs> 15? Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, your head kind of goes a bit and you're a bit, demoralized and you know that by that point at that point there were still 100 kilometers to go and after the swim and at 120 mate still 120 i think we're only we were less than 60k in something like that no yeah right so 120k's to go and a full marathon and you were about in total a bit more than 20 minutes down Uh, i was about 15 at that point probably something like that but then soon after when i did the out and back i was like 20 minutes down but that was uh and then it just kept going up and up and up and you kind of like, well, what's the point? You know, like I'm, I'm just losing more and more time. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking I'm not even going to do the run. Like I'm just so far behind. What's, what's the fucking point? Um, got to the end of the bike, put bike in like tran- transition and actually felt pretty good running. So I was like, oh, well, I'll give it some for the start and see maybe a lot of people will blow up or see what will happen. So I started off uh, and then was catching a bit of time up onto people. But like... I wasn't really going to catch top 10. And then because I was de- demotivated on the bike, I wasn't really taking in as much like nutrition as what I should have. Cause I did lose a bottle, but like, but by the time when that would have made an impact, like three hours in three and a half hours, I was kind of like, what's the fucking point? I'm half an hour down. Do you know what I mean? Like I was thinking I'm not even going to bother doing it. So I didn't really get enough nutrition then to get me through a good marathon, which obviously I would have done had I been in the mix. But when you're in like 35th place or f- nearly 40th place, you know, and that far down, you kind of think to yourself, well, I'm not really that bothered. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking I wasn't even going to do the marathon anyway. I was thinking I've had it with this. I'm freaking finished. And I did like two laps, felt all right. But then I just like hit a bit of a wall. I was like sat down for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes near an aid station. I felt terrible as well. Like I felt like cold. I felt like shit, you know, a bit like um, just, just terrible. Um, mm-hmm. and I was seriously considering stopping, but a few of my friends were there who were like watching and they were like at that aid station and they said, Oh, you know, see if you can carry on, see if you can carry on. So I like, I carried on and then I saw Christian Hugenhauk getting in an ambulance and they were like, cause he was in, having a real bad day, like rough day. What, after and, the uh, bike or on the this, run? Yeah, this was on the run, like 25 K in. 
Um, and then they were like, do you want to lift? Do you want to lift? I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll, I'll get my own way back. Uh, so I carried on and then just decided, well, I'll finish the race because was, I was getting a lot of support out there. Like the support was amazing. And I didn't really want to let people down by like not finishing because like, you know, they've all come out, like loads of people had flown out from England to watch me. And there was a lot of people that were out cheering other British people on that were like giving me support and stuff. And I thought, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll dig in and finish it because it's not like I'm ill or injured or anything. You know, I'm just having a bad day. Yeah. So, <laughs> so carried on and, uh, yeah, just got, got to the finish, but was just, uh, it was really sad really. Cause as well, like my, my nan passed away like nine days before. So yeah. I wanted to do a good race for her as well. And cause she was a big fan, like a big triathlon fan. So yeah, that was really, that was really sad. Yeah, I mean, of course, and and not just for you, but for any any um, professional that was there at the World Championships, and and literally, I mean, you went to Van Vermeulen for four weeks, uh, five weeks to to uh, put everything on the line for a uh, perfect uh, um, uh, preparation for the World Championships. Then when it doesn't work out on race day, you know, if people are better on the day, people are better on the day. But when you don't have your day. Um, yeah, I can. I can only. Um, well, I can't even imagine what it would be like to uh, how how it must feel. You know, uh, I know you live for the sport, you breathe the sport, and you've hardly got time every week to uh, record a podcast. Um, that yeah, you just want to be up there and uh, see what you've got. It it was one of the most disappointing races I've ever had in my life, uh, and uh, yeah, just really, really gutting but, and disappointing. You know, one bad race even though uh but a race like this although it's a world championship doesn't define who you are as an athlete or as a person because yeah, it was all the time uh, it was all the time and effort and everything you put in you know just of course yeah of course and that it's it's okay to have uh, the feelings of disappointment and and yeah, hopefully, uh, uh, but we'll talk about that in a bit. There are some other races this year that you can target that you can still use the fitness that you've got right now to uh, to show what you've got in the in in the tank, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, I as no no other know what you're uh, what you uh, sacrifice for the sport and uh, and how much of a chance you have to to be up there. And then when it just doesn't work out, it um, yeah, you can imagine it gives you like sleepless nights. But know that. Uh, that me and the dogs were uh, were there for the support. You know, uh, you, you could see that the beer mile, hundred plus people, or at the live podcast, unbelievable amount of people showed up, and um, that is because uh, um, you've got a certain characteristic. Uh, characteristic? How do you say it? Correct character. Characteristics. Character. Um, that uh, that brings color to the sport. So um, yeah, it's um, like you always say head up and uh, on to the next one of course there's time now to be disappointed but uh i'm i'm definitely going to put, put my head up to the net i look forward to the next one and train for that but it's definitely going to take a while to uh yeah recover from this one it feels like uh you know like if you get a road like a little scar or something or a little cut or something you know it heals yeah. in no time i feel like i've been in a fucking traumatic accident and i'm on fucking well, life support mate do you know that's how disappointed i feel just think of this without the disappointment feeling but just the feeling that you're completely fucked every monday from now till the end of the october that's how my week starts because when a day at the apple business i am carrying up around 10,000 kilos plus in a day 
10,000 kilos of apples? Yes. Bloody hell. A day. Um, so every Monday morning, I wake up completely sore, like can barely walk. I just do an easy ride, an easy swim, and an easy run on Monday. And then I can train on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then a little bit on the Friday. Uh, so it's like I've got – so later on this year, I want to do Ironman Cozumel. It's my last main year. We'll get into the other smaller events. But I've got like three and a half, four, uh, let's say four days a week, four and a half days a week to pre- prepare for it. And the other days, like no training at all. Just 14 hours of hard graft. Yeah, bloody hell, mate. I, yeah, like I'll definitely put my head up and look forward to doing that to doing the other races and uh we should be at the races together shouldn't we as well what um we what what would you uh maybe can you think about another race this year oh yeah like i knew a hundred percent i was doing another race when that race was going to shit like on the run i was like i'm definitely doing florida there's no fucking way i'm finishing the season with a race like that like absolutely no way and what um what what might that be because there's still a lot I'm, going on. I'm in Florida, and then I think if you if you're thinking of doing both Florida and Cozumel, I'll do I'll do both as well. Just because uh, they're only two weeks apart, aren't they? And you you're not that far away, so I think I'll give both a go. Downstream yeah, swim but, as well, mate, is always quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I've had the shittiest season, uh, the, uh, so much of bad luck, and I just want to do some races for the sake of you know doing a triathlon. I know that I won't be in any pb shape for myself but i just want to go there for the experience and uh, uh have a, like a race for me at the time for the best ability and then train on for next year because 2024 just like gustav eden it's gonna be my year but yeah, yeah first just, of all i'm doing that's the what i'm thinking mate now 2024 <laughs> that's what you're thinking now. well you've won an ironman this year i would sign for uh, that but uh, it feels like a shit season to be honest and i'm i know just looking i know forward to putting it behind me to be honest yeah, like yeah. Like hopefully get a good result, one more good result at the end of the year, and then putting this one behind me and move and moving on. Uh, you know what you got to do, mate, if you want twenty twenty four to be your season. What's, you what's get that? on the you got to get on the strength and conditioning, mate. Yeah, yeah, I, will, I have been, I've already been, I've been there. I, uh, I am, I am. Um, I just haven't been able to show the gains yet. Um, anyway, um, for me, I'm also doing. I had a message from uh, Janice Ferdino. He said uh, he knew that I was doing some gravel riding, and he he said, "No one Is it knows. True? You actually had a no message. No one from knows it. this yet, but I'm actually doing one more last dance. I'm saying, absolutely kidding me. And he said, I want to take you on on a gravel triathlon. He didn't really send you a message, did he? He didn't really say that, but I can imagine he he that's what he would think. That's what he was envisioning. He like, was envisioning you. this, and he's just not really outspoken this to me yet he hasn't I, actually personally typed it he's just thinking it and you know that and i know because i i we're just on the same level always he's just i could actually see you doing really well in that because i think you're actually nah. really good on a gravel bike yeah but it's 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 not a it's not a te- technical race it's not a te- it not? technical gravel race and it's not really uh no nah. um and um, I'm going to do it probably on a mountain bike uh, or on a gravel bike. I don't know yet. But it's for me, I'm just going to Girona, going to train there, uh, and I'm just going to use the, the race as a uh, training and then train on to Florida. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, he's probably going to race uh, as well, but I'm going to do that race. Signed up last yesterday or the day before. And then Florida and then Cozumel. Three and then High Rocks. 
High Rocks London. No, I can't. I can't because I'm going away for a little holiday in, oh. in Mexico afterwards. You should do that as well. Yeah, I, I was Arabella, thinking that. So Tulum might not be the best place. I, w- I was thinking of uh, having a little holiday afterwards, to be honest. I can see you laying down on the beach with Laura in, in Cancun or a five-star <laughs> hotel. Chilling oh, around. You imagine? Hopefully making some spending money, that some prize money that I can spend. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, mate, if I can do it, I'm, I'm just using the Apple Apple business now to uh, to be able to uh, to uh, afford for it. By the way, for me, it's cheaper to fly to Florida, fly back, and then fly out to Cozumel again. No way. Yeah. But you're not going to do that, though, are you? I am. Really? Yeah. You're going to fly back from Florida and then fly back out to Cochumel. Yeah. But it's literally like two, three-hour flight, probably, something like that. I think even less from uh, Florida to Cochumel. But what about all the extra travel you're going to be adding on? Um, the thing is uh, that uh, Cozumel was for sure, but I had to. The only thing I could do back from my race in Canada was rebook my flights. Um completely been screwed over by klm because my tickets were already three thousand euros to canada mind you economy class no luggage really Um, that's how much they charged you for it yes jesus two economy tickets um i said they said the only option for you to do it for you is to rebook your flights they said there's a rebooking fee of 200 euros per ticket so Last minute, I knew I wasn't getting my money back, so I had to rebook it. So I had to pay 200 euros per ticket. But then they said, you also have an extra cost of flights because the flights are more expensive. And I said, where where the hell are you getting this from? Because if I look online, a flight to Cancun is only 900 euros, and I've paid 1,500 for my tickets already. So that means I should actually get 600 back. But I had to pay another 1,000 euros extra to rebook it. So in total, I had to pay 1,400 euros extra, which makes 4.4K for two economy tickets to Cancun. Bloody hell. That's absolutely ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) And then I saw for me to fly to Florida out and back, it's only 700 euros. So um, yeah, I, I had a message from Greta Thunberg. (laughs) <laughs> and I said, well, Greta, if you sponsor me, then I'd happily be uh, rebooking the flights. Uh, but um, this is what it is. <laughs> this is what it is. It is what it is. And uh, there's nothing you could do, was there? There is nothing I could do. But I haven't really booked Florida yet. It, it would depend on the flight ticket and accommodation if I would do that race as an extra. But Florida would be nicer weather for you, though, wouldn't it? They would Because the mozzarella doesn't like the hot, humid conditions, does he? It would both be horrific. Well, the year that, that Christian Blumenfeld set the uh, uh, record that didn't count, um, that year um, it was only 20 degrees and raining. Is that all it was, 20 degrees? Cloudy, 20 degrees, rain. I'd love that. Oh, that would be perfect. With a downstream swim as well. Downstream swim. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, when we are training for Cozumel in November – the UK is going to be proper grim, isn't it? It is going to be really grim, mate. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. But on the plus side, mate, we've only got six. If you're doing both of them and one of them's at the start of November, basically you've only got six weeks of training and then you're tapering. 
I know, I know, I know. So yeah. fingers crossed that you can get for at least three or four weeks. So it's only two weeks of bad weather. But you would be keen to do two Ironman still. I would Florida be keen to do. Cozumel. Yeah, because I'll go all in on the first one and hope I've, I've got enough fumes left in the tank to do to get a result in the second one. And did you already discuss this with Laura? Uh, she, well, I've definitely told her about Florida. I was tempted to do both. Uh, I was, I was <laughs> just, like just like that Jan story, you had it in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah well um yeah first uh try and bounce back from from this this disappointing race and then uh if you've got the minerals to get back into training because that's that's what i find hard right now well you have done some races but i've been fucking training since last year november with ups and downs nails from my foot with corona with uh, this that cancelled races with no race whatsoever training every week um, they are thinking like, what am I doing it for? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Training wow. for training drives me flipping mad. I did. I've, <laughs> I'm losing the, the, the grit and the, the determination to keep getting after it. You know, because you want that off season. Yeah, definitely. And you want to get a racing, don't you, as well? And just like for the fun of it, don't you? Yeah, for the fun of it. And sometimes, like what you have right now. So if you have a bad result, you you feel wired because you want to have a good race. And when you have a good race, you see improvements, and you're like, "Oh yes, I want to get back after it. I want to get back in there." You know, I want it. Yeah. No. Totally. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. By the way, have you got your petty for scuba diving? No. No. Oh, I'm water diving. Have you got it? Yes. 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 <laughs> what? Because- so you can go. So you can go deep water diving. Yes, in Mexico, it's awesome. They've, I've been there before. And uh, where, where did you do that? Like out in Mexico on holiday, you did the diving thing. Yeah, back in two thousand and thirteen <laughs> or two thousand and twelve, something like that. But yeah, you're like an expert, mate. Yeah, but it's uh, it's cool to do. So I thought if you go in there, we could go on a little uh, a little little. Dive. Do you have to have it, or can you not just do it anyway? Maybe you can get a one day license, but then you need to do some exercises in the pool first. Yeah, I guess I'll just have to find one on the internet that I could buy like, a certificate or something. But the, the upside is you're swimming with fins and like a whole lot of gear. So you must be an expert in that already. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell them right. Fins, snorkel. Yeah. <laughs> paddles. I'll put some paddles on so I can get down there quicker as well. The only thing you need to remember is all the signs. Like, I'm okay. I'm underwater. My PSI <laughs> is 3.0. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. Have you got an Instagram post of the week? No, I was thinking to ask you that. Have you got one? Like, I've literally not got any. Mm, not really, not really. Bullshit Buster? Um, nah, have you got one? No, we can just... Training, training, mate, doesn't guarantee you good results. That's what I'll say. Um, training doesn't guarantee you no because uh, there's also a little part of preparation as in for example having the right route in your garmin or a preparation in the for a little a little form of luck not getting a flat tire or or uh, whatever so preparation doesn't necessarily... well, yeah i i and there's no guarantee you're gonna feel good on race day is there yeah no you know like you can put all the hard work in like you know all the work in the world in but it doesn't guarantee you necessarily you're gonna get a good good result does it would you would you ever think so after a race like this did something cross your mind like should i get a coach uh i've only got a few years left in the bank i am 
this good now? Could I be even better with a coach? Or yeah, but I I've be... always it's it's always crossed my mind. But a coach can't you, you can't guarantee you're going to be any better with a certain coach, can you? Like if I knew a certain coach was going to get me better, then 100% I'd sign up to him. But what coach can you guarantee that you're going to be better? Do you know what I mean? Well, there's ne n never a guarantee, but exactly. Maybe... Maybe a, a little bit of a, uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, how, like if you can, get, if you can have a very strong possibility, not maybe not a guarantee then that you're going to improve, then yeah, absolutely, I would. But it's it's how, how do you know? And then, like, if you go with a coach and you do waste like a year and a half, two years, and you don't, haven't got any better, then you've you've wasted, it, haven't you? All right. Think. Look at, for example, Patrick Lang. He ran a two, almost two thirty off the bike in Nice, which is currently quicker than everyone else. When you think, all right, my running is good, but it hasn't been near that. So maybe I can still improve a little bit to get to that level. Uh, yeah, but I would say when I did Wales, it probably wasn't too far off that, like le mm -hmm. that that level. Like looking at the time Patrick what I did there. Well, it was like 2.37, but it was 43 kilometers. So mm -hmm. on training peaks, I had as a 2.34 for the accurate marathon, 600 meters of climbing. Obviously, I've not consistently been doing it like him. But if you look at all the people that that coach coaches, how many of them run 2.32 for a marathon? Yeah, not a lot. <laughs> I, I was just... Um... Uh, Joe, I thought maybe maybe at some point uh, I, I I know that you're very uh, stubborn and uh, um, that uh, yeah you're probably uncoachable. But uh, yeah, I was just I was think, thinking just some people uh, don't want to um, have the burden of thinking about the plan or or having a coach to to come around you know and help you out with the training or uh, yeah. But you've got the fit pensioners and your dad. It's 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 almost like a Netflix series. <laughs> I would be. I would, I'm not saying I would be against getting a coach. Uh, it's just got to be the right person, isn't it? You know, and uh, yeah. I'm not sure I've spoke to someone who would be necessarily the right person. Um, yeah. But yeah, you you never know. <laughs> you never know in life, and you're never too old. At some point, I was thinking. By the way, last Saturday, are we too old, Joe, to become world champion with that Rico Bogan? at what is he 22 and sam laidlow at what is he 23 24 whatever um setting ridiculous fast times are we too well mate at that time i didn't even know how to spell bicycle in english uh i was uh doing my thing in in germany and and um but then you see patrick lang's performance that age well, what about Jan Fredino at PTO US? Exactly. That age doesn't necessarily, yeah. So you've got still I, some, some good years in front of you. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a few years for sure. But uh, yeah, look at Jan Fredino, 42, and uh, he won the PTO US, which I would say was probably a stronger field than 70.3 Worlds. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, Blumenfeld, Jan, top form. Um, yeah, there was a lot of hitters in that one. Uh, Ditlev. So... You know, at the end of the day, you just need one really good performance. By the way, I saw uh, just something else talking about triathlon. I saw a pro cyclist who's got who's a silver medalist at the time trial, uh, UCI time trial under 23, and he did the Challenge Almere bike lag. 
Oh yeah, what did he do it in? Forty nine point eight k's an hour. And he was what? What medal did he get? Silver medalist at the uh, World TT Championships under twenty three. So what? What was his total time for that? For that? For that? Then what was it, like three forty something? Um, what do you mean three forty? Like no, his... because he did the half. He did the half amateur race. In oh, the right. relay, relay form. So what was uh, what was his time for that then? Like one fifty, something like that. But then the beginning part, the first five k and the last five k back are really slow, aren't they? Twisty and turny. Yeah. So I reckon he did the the, the fast bits at fifty one k's an hour, fifty two k's an hour. Yeah. It's good going, isn't it? Yeah, but I would also say it actually shows how fast the pros were if the top pros are doing around four hours flat and yeah. you know they're only like say they would only be going through the half seven or eight minutes slower but they're running a marathon after it and haven't swam 3.8k because starkey you think, did it in just under four hours well you think if you weren't doing a marathon you didn't have to do the k you'd easily be pushing an extra 30 40 watts wouldn't you, 30 watts wouldn't you that's probably going to be 10 minutes. So then you're like not far off the, the set, not like a little bit slower than what that average, but you're doing double the distance. Mm-hmm. So what you're actually saying is um, props to him that he went out to exercise on that day, but it wasn't that <laughs> impressive. It's decent. It's deep. No, it's because decent. He didn't I don't do know a run what's... off the bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it is decent. It is decent. I, I would, I would like, I would be, I'd be, I mean, it's a, uh, You'd want to see. I would want like to see. It was a shame there's not a pro race on that for the half on that same day yeah, to see how sure. it would compare to the pros are to the pros. But still, time. the yeah, like you're saying, uh, Starko with Starkey did uh, uh, four hours or just under four hours. Well, this year, loads of the pros did like around four hours. Yeah, four full. hours five because it was the it were extreme extreme good conditions for tra- Challenge Almer. So uh, there was wind force zero, which is extremely rare for uh, the Netherlands. There was a mega low air density, very high temperatures and high humidity. And wow. that's how people with... So um, there were some files with 250 to 260 watts with people uh, that would ride something like four hours and 15 minutes. Really? Even age groupers who ride... Even age groupers rode four hours, 30, some with like 230, 250 watts. It's not Holy with dropping. It's just been extremely fast. And the co- course is bang on accurate. I think it's even 181 case or 100 and. 79.8 it's like bang on wow that would have been a good one to do wouldn't it that would have been a good one to do and Menno Kohas <laughs> has set on that day the fourth fastest Ironman time ever but his result was a little bit unnoticed because Ironman Nice was on but he swam with Lucas Voigt wrote four hours something and then he ran a 240 which makes seven hours and 36 on a legit course that is no downstream swim nothing yeah, that's decent. Non wetsuit swim. Was it non wetsuit? Was it for it? Yeah. Non wetsuit. So what? What was their swim split? Uh, forty six something. Fast. That's decent. And the wild one swam fifty nine minutes, fifty eight something. So it's not oh short. My God. Twelve minutes into the wild one. Yeah. And that's I must say, I was actually surprised by that because I've been swimming with the wild one for a little bit. And uh, I thought he was able to, I think he should be capable to do at least 54 minutes. 
<laughs> at, least, at least what the Eustonics done it is best. Yeah, 100%. He was swimming better than me in the pool, and I'm swimming better now than I did last year. It is strange with him because for people that don't know, this is the guy that me and Tom have trained with. Like he was out in Dubai with us. And I think from what he does in training, you would expect him to race a hell of a lot faster than what he does in racing, wouldn't you? Yeah, but 100%. With it's, I, I mean, everyone knows someone like this. But how come tra- we can also take say? the Terminator as an example? You know what they say about people like that, don't you? They train like Tarzan. They race like Jane, mate. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, there's uh, there's just a lot more in the tank. Uh, a lot more in the tank. They're obviously going into races overly fatigued, too tired or something, or the pressure's getting to them and they're just not able to race to the standard mm-hmm. they should be because some of these people, yeah, they, sh- they should be racing so much better. Like you can see it consistently day in, day out. They, they, they train well. So I don't know what it is, but like that, would be very fresh. I would be extremely frustrated. I, I must if that say, was me. for for uh, the wild one this time, uh, so he had a swim. I'm not sure whether he was happy or not with the swim, but that was 58 minutes. Uh, and then he had a decent bike, uh, and then a good start of the run, and then uh, he had an Achilles problem. But um, for a change, it did look like that he's starting to have a good race. So what he trained for? All right. Well, yeah, fair play to him. Then that's decent. And uh, that's I still find much... it strange with like open water swims uh, because we did sessions in a, in a long course pool where he was like really quick. How he can then not do it in uh, open water? Does he train in open water? I don't train in open water. I'm a 54, Joe. You know, <laughs> maybe you're limiting yourself. You could be a 51, 52. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, maybe one day. How come I get called a 53-minute Ironman swimmer when I've had times that are a lot faster than 53 minutes? Because you don't look like a 49-minute, what you call. It, it, it's, um, I don't know. Do you really get... Mate, thanks for getting on. I'll uh, see you next week.